Hello everyone, and welcome to Food Navigator Asia's monthly podcast, the FNA Food and Beverage Trailblazers. This is a series where we speak to and get to know more about groundbreaking food and beverage firms in the Asia-Pacific region, as well as the people behind them and their stories. I am Pearly, the editor of Food Navigator Asia, and as always, I am your host for this series. Joining me today is Ravi Kabra, founder of India Skippy, which is best known for being the first branded ice popsicle firm in India. Ravi himself and his wife and Skippy co-founder Anuja also recently made headlines for a successful pitch on India's Shark Tank, being the first in the country to receive an all-shark deal, where all five investors said yes to investing. And they ended up receiving a whooping 10 million rupees, which is well over 120,000 US dollars in investments. So hello, Ravi. Welcome to the podcast, first of all, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Pearly. Thanks for having me here. Really good to have you here. And usually I would stop, start with talking about the industry itself. But in your case, I know our listeners are probably dying to hear more about your Shark Tank experience. So let's get right to it. You know, could you please take us through that experience, your pitch to sharks, and perhaps let us on on what you think was the most appealing part of it to them that got all of them to invest? So uh, Shark Tank happened to come down to India last year. Um, so we applied for it and we had several rounds of uh, filtrations. They had a lot of auditions, questionnaires, uh, visual pitches, pitches, et cetera, that we had to offer them. And uh, to our surprise, we cleared all of these four to five different rounds and we were selected to be in the uh, Mumbai uh, video shoot. Uh, this was uh, the, one of the best times of uh, for Skippy, our brand as such. Uh, because we were preparing ourselves for the pitch as well as we were taking a lot of insights into our own business, which was very necessary. The best part of it uh, being on Shark Tank is firstly, get to uh, connect with these uh, amazing founders of different brands who are who are termed as the sharks. And these are the one, these people are the ones who have actually been very significant, has played significant role in their, their industry as well as in their organization making billions of dollars for their investors and really adding a lot of value to their customers. So being on Shark Tank was a very proud moment for us, uh, the brand, and for me and Anuja as well, because not many people could actually get shortlisted. In India, on in Shark Tank season one, close to 67,000 applicants were mm. registered for Shark Tank India, out of which I suppose close to 185 of them were shortlisted to be, uh, mm. be on uh, the video uh, recording in Mumbai. Um, and only 67 of them actually got funded. So that was like a 0.1% chance of getting funded. And we are pretty <laughs> lucky and excited to say that we were one of the most uh, popular brands on Shark Tank India, where all the six sharks have invested in us. Uh, sorry, on the show, it was five sharks who have invested. And later on, the next day, uh, we also got uh, Piyush Bansal, who had equal excitement about the brand. So even he's a part of our investors mm. now. It definitely gives a great platform for any brand to actually market themselves and also to get acquainted or connected with these amazing entrepreneurs, the sharks mm -hmm. who have actually achieved a lot in their life already. What about in terms of your pitch? Like, um, what do you think was most appealing to the sharks you know, got, that got all of them interested in the product? We are very honest in telling you that our brand, our product itself did a lot of the trick for itself because when we went down and did the pitch, our pitch was flawless. We tried to cover most of the points, the pain points, the solutions that we have brought to the table. And uh, apparently the same way, uh, you know, uh, we had frozen ice popsicles, RSKP brand uh, available there. And we started sampling the, uh, bro the product to all the sharks. And as soon as they actually tried the, uh, the product, 
they were pretty excited because it's been ages since anyone had actually tried an ice popsicle in india and the sharks could easily connect themselves back to the uh, good old school days uh, and they were pretty excited to have the product as well so i think that did the entire trick for us and uh, we were pretty smart on in answering all the tough questions that the investor were asking about us on that note you know i do think all of the entrepreneurs out there know how hard it is to make a pitch to investors and of course not everybody's going to go on shark tank but it would be remiss of me to not ask do you have any tips for entrepreneurs who want to try their luck at it you know or even for those making a pitch to general investors not necessarily shark tank i would say that uh, people who are looking to make a pitch on shark tank should have a very good clarity about their business whether and how they would want to present themselves they should have a clarity on terms of valuation sometimes people come up with very uh, high or extremely low valuation as well you should be able to understand the exact value of the business that you are already into um and then you should have a clarity about what is your position in the market today what's your run rate what's your cash flows looking like are you profitable what's your gp because there going to be significant questions that will be thrown at you in shark tank and uh, you will definitely need to be much more clearer about your business in terms of numbers growth patterns forecast where do you position yourself everything in and out about mm-hmm. your business okay now for the ice popsicle industry what i do find very interesting about this is that ice pops have been a very traditional industry in india for so many years but you know you guys just came along revamped it completely what would you say are the biggest draws for consumers towards your products you know is it the healthier aspect the safer aspect the nostalgia aspect for the adults you know or is it something else i think uh, to put it easier that way it is a mix of all of these which you just mentioned uh, ice popsicle in india has been here for ages but uh, uh, i mean when i was in my school days i used to have these in my school canteens uh, you know these regular colorful ice popsicles we used to call them as ice golers and ice pepsis back then uh, but for 30 years uh, we have not seen these product back in the shelves they're still being sold at the street levels at the corner of a street probably on a cart vending cart or something like that which parents and consumers do not trust at all because they know that probably it's unhealthy for them the colors could be synthetic but when it comes to skippy we have actually reinvented the entire uh, trust cycle for a consumer now our brand is one of the most trusted brands uh, in the ice popsicle segment and in fact we are the only players at a national level when it comes to ice popsicles uh the reason are definitely a mix of everything uh, consumers and parents trust us for their families and kids and friends uh we are 100% natural which is again an added advantage we have uh, the these ice popsicle being so manufactured and sold in liquid form which also makes it easier for us to uh in terms of logistics so i think uh, and and then again indian consumers have actually moved a lot ahead in terms of identifying a healthy product and replacing this uh the earlier products with these healthy ones so uh, definitely uh, uh, with the middle ca- middle class income growing uh, exponentially in india people are much more aware of where the health prospects lies and they are always uh, replacing their existing brands with a much more healthier option so when we started or when we decided to start off skippy we were very clear that we wanted to create a brand uh, which will not be uh, sold to a consumer in a frozen form because that would limit ourselves to a, a very large extent in terms of sales points so we uh, we definitely worked a lot in terms of uh, experimenting with the product with the technology and the process that we are creating today 
to come up with a product which could actually be manufactured, distributed, and even retailed at a liquid form, room temperature, ambient temperature itself. And after a lot of experiments, this was successful. And I would say this is a breakthrough which we have got. All the sharks that have invested in our in our company were very uh, confident that with this kind of a concept, we will be able to reach every nook and corner of India, whether it is a small town or a massive uh, metro city as well. Mm, for sure, yeah. Without reliance on cold chain, it makes things a lot easier. Okay, and I haven't really asked this before, but you know, does this mean that um, Skippy's products are currently not accessible for consumers without a fridge or a freezer at home because they wouldn't be able to freeze the liquid packets? Uh, uh, see, so consumers are buying, we are seeing two different types of customers here. There are a mm -hmm. few consumers who would want to have an ice pop Skippy's uh, on the go. Uh, so there are a lot of stores in India who started to freeze the ice popsicle because they have a customer who would want to just grab it on the go and uh, enjoy the ice popsicles. And the other part of the customers are those ones which are actually looking forward to uh, buy the uh, buy skippies, take it home and then enjoy them for the next uh, couple of days. It could be three, four days or even longer for them. So uh, we have absolutely, absolutely seen two different types of customers. I think the predominant or the larger part of customer base which we have seen are 80% of the customer uh, who are actually taking it home and then freezing it themselves. And the rest of the 20% uh, or 30% of the customers, I would say, are the ones who want to have it on the go. Mm, okay, so great. So basically, the, the retail outlets can still freeze it for them and then they can buy it there. Okay, now we've talked a fair bit about Shark Tank, about Skippy, about your products. But now I would like to find out more about your own entrepreneurial journey so far. So I do understand you have a background mostly in areas like business development and exports and also that you were based in Australia previously. So how did you find yourself back in India as a food entrepreneur? Yeah, so I've always been an entrepreneur from day one when I started my career. Uh, mm -hmm. I was firstly supporting my father in his export business, which was predominantly the food and beverage industry. Anuja, my co-founder, who's also my wife, uh, has also been in the F&B space for a very long time, say, uh, previously before getting married, uh, helping her father. And then after that, she joined our family business. Um, even uh, we did that for about 10 years. We were exporting multiple F&B confectionery products uh, to Africa and Middle East. We imported a lot of products and distributed them across India, uh, created a distribution network as well. Uh, and then we decided to move to Australia for seven years. We, we, we just wanted a change of life, something different mm -hmm. that we wanted to do. So we moved to Australia. And even in Australia, we worked for very good multinationals, something like Krispy Kreme, uh, George Western Foods. Anuja was working for different food industries uh, under compliance, manufacturing uh, processes as well. So in an, all in all, we have always been in the F&B space. And I think that has been a significant contribution to what we have achieved today. Because of that experience that we carry uh, helped us a lot in understanding consumer pain points as, as, as well as innovating something really, really uh, as good as Skippy. Okay, so if we draw back on your experience, you know, um, working both in Australia and India, what has struck you as the main standout differences between the food sectors in India and in Australia? You know, is one considerably more challenging than the other? I think both the countries have their own set of challenges to deal with. Australia being a much more organized country in terms of distribution channels and all. India has its uh, different set of channel, uh, challenges. But uh, at the same time, Australia has a lower population than India, whereas people uh, or mm. the consumers are widely spread. The logistic cost is pretty high in Australia. But when it comes to India, we have a we have 1.3 billion pop, uh, population, which is a large consumer base, and um, any there is, there is room for several brands in India to actually come and uh, start servicing or offering their products to their these uh, customers. 
so uh, and then again india is a very disorganized market so if you look at the ice popsicle industries also you could only find ice popsicles in the corner level street vendor whom you would never be able to trust right so uh, we could actually come and then disrupt this market by bringing in skippies which is much more organized much more mm-hmm. trustable brand for any kind of consumer and now people can actually walk on to a, a retail outlet and buy the product uh, off the shelves is there anything you wish you had known when you were starting out in the beginning and anything you might have changed if you had known this well uh, when we started off with skippies i to be honest i would have uh, gladly uh, thought and i would i always wonder that had i known that skippy would become as popular and as a uh, demanded uh, product by the consumer we would have probably set up a larger production plant <laughs> today today being the solo ice popsicle brand in a uh, in a such a large country uh, we are struggling to supply to all the demand that we are getting not just from india but also we are seeing demand coming from the middle east and african markets as well mm-hmm. so had i known that uh, this would be as big as what it is today we would have gone uh, creating a larger production base i guess this relates closely to my next question about you know where do you see skippy in the next 12 months and 5 years down the line you know any plans for expanding your production that's a great question apali uh, in the next 12 months we want to be in every uh, nook and corner of india we want to become the uh, larger mnc player in the ice popsicle segment uh, something like hul or, or nestle for example we want to make sure that the ice popsicles so the skippies are actually in every household of india we want to make sure our distribution network is that strong that's the target for the next 12 months and for the achieving that target we are working relentlessly to set up a production plant uh, in different parts of india this is what we are aiming for this immediate 12 months and definitely uh, talking about next 5 years down the line we are going to be uh, talking about uh, creating a nice category very uh, big as big as a soft drink or an ice cream category is itself we will be creating an ice popsicle category where there will be a multiple players and skippy will play a massive role being a market mm. leader in the category we talked a little bit about pictures earlier but i think i'd also like to ask you if you have any advice for those out there who are also trying to you know start a food entrepreneurship that like you have perhaps if i you know starting a whole new category Yeah absolutely I mean I I would say that uh, every entrepreneur who's looking to get into the F&B space should realize that the market is human is huge any any creative idea anything a unique selling proposition that you can bring onto the table will sell pretty fast you need to understand your target audience very well and you need to position yourself not just in terms of quality packaging but also the price point pretty well if you're catering to a different category of people who are willing to pay higher there's no problem then charging them for it as well so i think a clarity a vision uh, about the brand and the position is very important for someone um uh, and there is room for everyone there's uh, honestly speaking it's very hard to f- identify a brand a product or a category which is very unique which is not which is untouched so far i think we have we have just been lucky in that space but otherwise uh, if you are even getting into something which is already there in the market try to position yourself differently add some value to the consumers and then your pro- your project your your business will definitely kick out from there all right thank you so much for that thank you so much for joining me today ravi it was so wonderful to catch up with you thanks a lot pearl it was pleasure talking to you thanks a lot for having me thank you and thank you also everyone for listening to this podcast as well and i wish everyone a great day ahead for food navigator asia this is pearly signing out